Now, here's something I never thought I would say. And of course, that is, let's go Cubs! <laughs> what the fuck happened? Hey folks, this is P. Bissardo and you are listening to Dimitri on Smoke Free Radio. Hello my fellow vapers, welcome to another edition of Smoke Free Radio. Unlike Russ, I did not have a baseball game to attend tonight, so I'm here with you Wednesday night, 9pm, with Smoke Free Radio on the VP Live Network. Check all the shows out here, five days a week of vaping content and more. Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, VP Live Radio with Kevin. Monday, Anti-90. With very boring Raven Grimm and Jeannie K. Tuesday nights, usually once a month, Russ with ClickBang Radio. Wednesday night, of course, time here with me on Smoke Free Radio. And Thursday night, the lovely Jeannie K. with a Jeannie K. show. The telephone lines are open. 347-308-8329. Press 1 when you hear the British lady speaking. If you want to participate with any questions or comments. During tonight's broadcast, and of course, you can tweet me at VapingGreek, hashtag SmokeFreeRadio. A lot of stuff to talk about, but first, let me bring in my co-host. My co-host, my bae. She's my bae. <laughs> my bae, Meg. What's up, Meg? Hello? You're my bae. You know I told that to my daughter the other day? <laughs> you know, I'm your bae, huh? I'm the coolest dad ever. You are unlike unlike what my oldest uh, daughter uh, says, which I want to choke uh, lately. Uh, I went to her room yesterday. And I was like, "Hey, what's up? Give me five, bae." And she's like, "Ah, what are you talking about? <laughs> you don't even know what that means." I was like, "Of course I do. It's bacon and eggs, right? It's my favorite two foods: bacon <laughs> and eggs." Bae, what's up? <laughs> so uh, did she kick you out of her room? Yeah, I mean, she's laughing a little bit. I can see it. But uh, you know she's she's just a bitch now. I mean, I, okay. I, it's just I just want to kill her. I really do. <laughs> uh, and and you know I, I I get it. It's the attitude. I get it. And see, the funny thing is that everybody that I talk to, that's, like if you look at my wall, I posted it this morning because I got really upset this morning. I <clears throat> first let me tell you what happened. I came home last night. I was really tired, and uh, I told Connie I'm going to lay down and watch my Netflix show, and I just started the next, like five minutes later, I was so tired, I fell asleep, like 8, 30, 9 o'clock, which is very unusual for me, and so I woke up like at 4 o'clock in the morning, so since I'm up, I got up, made some coffee, I told Connie, you know, since I'm up, I said, let me take the kids to school today, give you a day off, take a little break, right? Yeah, and and I can spend some time. I'll take him to school, and you know. Well, so I go inside my my daughter's room, and I'm like, oh, "Get ready, we're gonna take you to school." No, I want mom to take me to school. Ooh, I'm like, what? And, and it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like, ah, oh, thanks, dad, but I'd rather mom take me. To, you know, I, I could I could probably deal with that. I mean, it would still hurt my feelings, 
But uh, she was like, no, I want mom to take me to school. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I, I, my wife gave birth to the devil. <laughs> Does Connie have a nicer car than you? Uh, no, she's driving my car now because her car's in the shop. Anyway, she's driving the Mercedes. I'm crying out loud. It's not the car. Uh, whatever the reason. It doesn't really make any – it really doesn't make any job what what the reason was. I mean, for me, it was. It's an, I love spending time with my kids. I know, and and I've got a, a really grueling traveling upcoming schedule uh, starting this weekend. I have four trips between now and the end of October, so I also thought it was a good opportunity. You know, let me just take you to school and everything. No, I want mom to take us. I got really really upset. I mean, mm. I, f- I felt horrible. So I made the post on my Facebook, and if you see all the comments below, like I'm I'm looking for encouragement, right? I'm looking for my friends to support me, and I have like I don't know 50, 60 comments on it. Everybody's saying the same thing. Oh, wait till she goes sixteen. Oh, I went through the whole thing. Oh, all the kids are the same. Oh, with it, I'm like, gee, thanks, guys. You know, I'm looking for a little bit of love and support. Where's the love? <laughs> Where's the love? For crying Where's out the love, love, man. So yeah. So uh, anyway, so it was just it's just it's just rough now. It, it's really difficult for me. And she's daddy's girl, you know. I mean, she's my firstborn. She has my mother's name, you know. I've like given her everything the last ten years, and now here she is, like fuck you, dad. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. And and it's it's it's, it's painful, is what I'm saying. So you it makes be- me feel bad now because I think about all the things that I did to my dad, and I'm just like I want to call him and tell him I'm sorry. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm calling you, my bay. You're my bay now. Right? I'm your bae. <laughs> You're my bay. And uh, and this show is going to be on fleek. Is that the is that the right way to use that? On I don't fleek? even know. Yeah. Is that right? Is that correct? I don't Are know. you tripping? Fuck. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. Can we do the whole show <laughs> gangster talk? <laughs> oh me. <laughs> We're going to do everything with a with a new lingo. I mean, they literally have to uh, reinvent the dictionary. I yeah. mean, people use an OMG, LOL, Fleek, Bay. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Let's completely destroy this language. I know. Um, before we get started with the show, tell me if you uh, – there's a couple of things that I want to talk about. First of all, I want to play this and tell me if you heard this. This is Dave Navarro. How did you quit, by the way? You know what? I just – one day I woke up and decided I didn't want to smoke anymore. It was the weirdest thing. You um, didn't do patches. You didn't do classes. I went you to the do... vape pen uh-huh, yeah. for like four months, and then I just stopped using it. They're kind of stupid things, aren't they? Not at all, man. Really? It saved my life. Really? The vape pen? Legitimately See, Adam saved my here, life. See, Adam here, our audio guy, he uses, he's vaping all the time. Yeah. Well, uh, and I'm always he... like, well, just either smoke or don't, for the love of God. It's not, but it's not cancer causing. Yeah, I know, but then just quit. Do what you did and just quit. Like, But I did that with the vape pen. And it helped. Because Absolutely. Every one, because every one can... of my friends who vapes just never quits vaping. Well, I mean, because they don't want to. You know, yeah. I wanted to. I, I didn't want to be inhaling anything. And so, uh, yeah, I just like four months in, I put the vape pen down. But I, I gradually went down on nicotine. Mm-hmm. So I started at 12, then went down to six, then went down to three, and then smoked it at zero mm. for like a couple of weeks. And then, they have zero nicotine vape? Yeah. Vape. yeah it's just a flavor. Oh, interesting. And then, uh, yeah, so it worked for me. You know, that's Dave Navarro, by the way. I, I was never a fan of Dave Navarro. I mean, I don't know. Did you like him? Did you like his, his stuff? I don't even know what band he's in. Yeah, he's done. Don't worry about it. It's not relevant <laughs> at this point. He's pretty relevant. But I, I, I love this segment because it's on HuffPost Live. It's going to get a lot of people to look at it. Yeah. But the guy that's giving the interview is a complete fucking moron. Yeah, he is. I mean, you, you don't have no, absolutely no clue what the product is, right? And then you're going to call it stupid. And now lately it seems like I'm seeing these hosts, uh, and, and I've seen this a lot lately, is a lot of people are taking the vaping 
and they're making it into oh, you're vaping constantly and it's stupid. So stop doing yeah. it. And that kind of triggered my perception thing that we were talking about last week. Right. I think that the perception of vaping is what they see. And they see these guys vaping constantly and blowing clouds. And, and they think that everybody that vapes does the same thing. Does the same thing. Yeah. And, and it boils, again, it boils down to perception. I mean, I had this really interesting phone call the other day with Lou Ritter from AIMSA. And we were talking about something completely different. There's an upcoming conference in Washington that I want to attend, that I will attend. That's a very important conference for the industry. Uh, that's why we were talking. And then we were talking about this perception thing. And he brought up a great example. He said, look at another consumer group, which is people that buy cars, the automobile industry, right? Mm-hmm. The automobile, And I know this is not the same product, but again, it's a consumer product, and it's something very, very similar to the vaping industry right now. All right, so we have the consumer automobiles, which is what you see every day. You see the VWs and the Toyotas and the mass production of these vehicles that are progressing with innovation, but there's 20,000 Jettas that are the same. There's 20,000. And, th- and then we have another part of the automobile industry that has the hobbyists that have these tricked-out cars, the tuner cars, the... The vintage and the classics. The, vintage and the, the collectors, yeah, the people that spend yeah. 400000 on a car, like we have people spending $2,000 on a tube, which, whatever. I mean, if you got it, you want to buy it? I don't have nothing problem. I have no issue if you want to drop $2,000 on a device, <laughs> if you're a collector. But the perception of people against the automobile industry is not that everybody is... Burning their rubber with a hot rod. That's not the perception of the automobile industry. No. The perception is this mass. And and in fact, I'm I'm going to integrate this in one of my presentations that I'm going to do because I think it's a great example. The perception of the mainstream automobile industry is here's this car. It has the safety features. It's been tested. Well, except VW (laughs) because of their emissions (laughs) bullshit. But it's been tested. You know, this is the perception that people have of the automobile industry. This is what we get. You know, these are the cars that people drive every day. And in our industry, it is not that perception, unfortunately, Meg. Our perception is what these guys are making fun of, and that is the loudest, smallest group of vaping. And we really need to change that image. Yes, I agree with you. Definitely. But how? Well, I I didn't say I had a solution. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that this is a pro- the perfect example is the automobile industry against what we're doing, and we need to change. We, and we're 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 losing smokers, man. We're not doing our job. I did an op-ed for Vapor's Voice magazine that's going to be printed out next next week. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a little bit it's a little bit uh, finger pointing, <laughs> but I think we've lost the why in the whole equation of vaping. And while we did this, we did this to switch to a less harmful alternative, and in the progression we kind of became pioneers to help other smokers discover the whole thing and we've lost that yeah right we need to come back I to agree that, with you on that one. And, and that is that is the the issue and that perception is lost completely and now what we're seeing is th- what these guys are seeing and making these jokes and quit and well why, why don't you just quit and well you people keep on vaping because they don't understand what the product is right. the product is an alternative 
It is not a quit smoking method. It's not something that you switch to quit smoking and then quit vaping. We're switching from one product to get the same enjoyment from another product that doesn't kill us. Fuck, that is the perception we should have. Yes, it is. I was in such a good mood, and I don't want to get fired up. (laughs) So I am going to move on from this subject, and I'm going to speak of another subject briefly. I don't know if you saw this. Views Vapor by RJR Reynolds introduced flavors. I did. I caught a glimpse of it this morning as I was heading out the door. Yes. Uh, They have four flavors on the market now. And there's a couple of reasons why I want to bring this up. Um, Number one, it's a tobacco company putting out flavors. I think that is, is, uh, is, you know, not unique, but they tried to do this with cigarettes a while back. But we have a company that has been pretty adamant about having tobacco flavors because that's what the tobacco uses. In fact, the, the, the CEO of the Vapor Division last year at one of the shows was quoted saying that uh, we are catering to the adult smoker that prefers tobacco and menthol flavors. And now all of a sudden, here they go. Berry, mint, crema, and chai. These are their flavors. Berry. They're a little late to the game again, as usual. <laughs> yeah, a little bit late to the game for sure. <laughs> um, I was really, really interested in, in the, the, why they named them these. Right, why they're going with these names? Very, very simple names. Uh, mm-hmm. Packaging, of course, very, very simple. No cartoon characters, nothing on it. Just a different color package depending on the flavor. Right. And uh, also, there's a show going on in Las Vegas right now, and a friend of mine went by their booth. And uh, Views has a booth in Las Vegas at this this tobacco show that's going on. Okay. And uh, they. He went up to them and asked them, oh, you guys have flavors now. Can I try it? And they said, no, we do not, uh, we do not vape and we do not supply samples at shows. And, uh, and the guy, of course, you know, he's from the vaping industry. He's a distributor. He went to them and was like, well, why don't you do that? The response by the guy was, we, uh, we want to present ourselves as responsible. That was the response that the RGR vapor guy gave him to him. We want to be responsible. We don't want to give out samples, and we don't want to vape here either. This is the responsibility that RGR is putting. <laughs> I mean, it could have been that they're surrounded by other vapor companies and their product is really shitty, and they don't want other people to try it as well, too, to say, <laughs> oh, well, I tried this one down at the other booth, and it was pretty great, right? Yeah. Um, so... Well, is this them? Because I, you know, I used to work in gas stations and stuff, so I used to have their reps come into the stores all the right. time with the free, you know, the coupons and the free shit they used to get with everything. Is it them trying to mirror that with the tobacco industries? Oh, look, we don't give away coupons and free stuff now with it our gear. Be. It could be, or it could be a glimpse into what's coming. I mean, mm-hmm. I always look at this stuff as they know more than us, obviously. Yeah, they're they're an eighty billion dollar industry. We're a three billion dollar. They have greater. They've power, got the right? money to They've have little moles. What was really interesting to me as well is that they have a couple of flavors that they've launched only in test markets. Okay, and these are not advertised on the website. But the guy that was there told me that he says, "You want to see? Uh, we have this in a sample market, and it was called uh, black straw. Uh, no, black." Um, Oh shit! What was it called? Black berry or something? It's a chocolate strawberry flavor, but okay. they, th- but they didn't call it chocolate. They called it black <laughs> berry, like chocolate. Be- I mean, a berry that's dipped in chocolate, whatever. Yeah. So the guy but- asked him. He says, "Why don't you call it chocolate?" And he says, "Well, that's not responsible for kids." Oh, because adults don't like chocolate. I, I, apparently, 
I fucking love chocolate myself. I'll be honest. With you. That's apparent when you look at my pictures, right? But is that a glimpse of what's coming? Is that something that we should look at as an industry and say, what are these guys doing? Maybe yeah. they know something that we don't know. Why, with deeming regulations right around the corner, why would views release flavors? That's my biggest question out of it. And um, and and always, why are they taking this approach to marketing this product? Uh, ironically enough, my good friend Eric Peterson signed up, um, signed up at their website because you can register, right? Right. And uh, and he did. He wanted to see what you know what, what you know what's what's views all about. When you register. A questionnaire pops up, and it asks you, uh, what type of tobacco do you use? Select all that apply. There's five choices. Cigarettes, snus, moist snuff dip, e-cigarettes, and other. So automatically, they're classifying as tobacco. Right. E-cigarettes. What is your usual brand? Uh, out of the last 10 electronic cigarettes, uh, electronic cigarette brand purchases, how many, were you usual, uh, how many are your usual brand? And... Um, this is interesting. The last question. What is your usual brand flavor? So there they go. They're doing a little bit of market research to see yeah. the people that are buying it. <clears throat> and, uh, and they're trying to extract the information and get the information to put out more flavors, in my opinion. I think that's what, that's, that's what it's showing. So interesting stuff from Views. I think as an industry, we shouldn't ignore what they're doing. No, you shouldn't, definitely. Okay. So, so you, you should you should be really looking at at what these companies are doing, and just absorb the information and try to go through these steps as we're looking into the regulations that are coming. I think that RGR knows they can't compete with our industry, and they're going to use the regulations to eliminate the industry and keep their mediocre product. Obviously, they don't want this product to work. They want dual use. They want yeah. a mediocre product on the market to continue to sell combustible tobaccos. There's no doubt about it, but. You know, it is what it is, right? Yeah, true. But All it right. is interesting stuff, and I do think it is something that the industry needs to pay attention to. Yes. Well, I mean, we're too busy putting duct tape on lobbyists. <laughs> <laughs> on lobbyists? <laughs> I wish we were putting them on lobbyists. <laughs> I wish we, I wish we were spending the money there. Before we get to Fergus, and I know he's waiting patiently because uh, I, I do want to explore this, I got uh, a special guest on the telephone lines. From the Vape Stars Network, we have Jonathan Thomas. JT, what's up? Hey, how are y'all tonight? <laughs> we're Hi, doing, JT. We're doing good. Three four seven three zero eight eight three two nine. If you want to participate with any questions or comments, and of course, Twitter at Vaping Greek. JT, what's happening, brother? What's up, man? How you been? Good, good. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, it's it's been a while. It's I guess that uh, kind of convention season, which. I thought there was a season to it last year. It seems like there is no season. It's it's three sixty five, twelve months a year that, these days. There's a show every weekend now. Every weekend, you can find, <laughs> it's, it's, there really is. it really is. Uh, it really is. And it's tough, you know. I don't want to, uh, you know. I think there's a lot, but the vapors that attend these shows, they don't need to be um, quote unquote punished. So I try to go to as many, just like you do, as mm -hmm. I can, and and see the vapors. Whether or not I'm there as a guest or on stage or for work, I want to go and meet um, you know the people that we've met online for the past couple of years. Well, no matter I, what. I, I pick and choose. It's not <laughs> I pick and choose which ones I'm I know. know. But I, it's interesting enough. I read I read a comment that you posted in your group 
that unlike some other summits in the past, this summit was a little bit more toned down. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I will. Um, it, it, it really was. It was toned down, and um, the, so it was very organized. I will say that. Um, I did not attend the previous summit in Vegas, so I missed that one. Um, but from the minute we got there, uh, we had a very specific place to go for our badges, for the, the team. I went there for work, by the way. Mm-hmm. I was there with Flawless uh-huh. Distribution. Um, our badges were awaiting, contracts for the booth. Um, we had a host assigned to us that stopped by no less than three times a day uh, to check on us. We were not pressured to participate in stage giveaways. Um I'm kind of bulleting through this. Greg Connolly and uh, you know the advocates took the stage multiple times a day. Well, I Greg, can't really yeah. give an exact number on that. Yeah, I, well, I know Casa and uh, and uh, did not participate, or the vaping militia was not there. So uh, right. Oh, by so the way, people uh, actually stay to listen to Greg talk. By, by the way, before I before I forget this, because uh, I just got the text message from the guy that was at the the Las Vegas show. They're calling that flavor the chocolate strawberry one. Dark mint. That's what they're Dark calling it. What? So that's pretty interesting. Why they wouldn't, you know, specifically call the flavor. But anyway, go ahead, JT. I'm sorry. I just got the text. I wanted to make sure. I get it out there. So uh, yeah, Greg Connolly got up, and and you know he's got a, a a very straightforward message, and yeah, he commanded some attention. One of the things that made that easy was the music was at a decent volume all day, the whole event. Um, and he had full control of that stage when he was up there. He wasn't fighting for uh, attention, you know, or fighting for a microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, there were no booths, and this is the word I've kind of said, there were no booths throwing their own convention. Mm-hmm. And if you've been to some bigger ones, you probably know what I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, big booths throwing out um prizes and stuff and megaphones and DJs at their individual booth. It was a very cohesive thing. Um, It came off pretty professional, uh, pretty low-key. There was a lot of time and the volume allowed to make business deals if that's what you were there for. Uh Um, I feel like Vapor's got, you know, plenty of samples, but at the same time, a lot of booths weren't giving out samples, Mm. you know, giving out a couple T-shirts and and offering show specials on hardware and juice. Yeah. And I think that was really fair, and it, it was actually a really smooth show. Yeah, That's good. That's good to hear. I hope uh, I hope things improve as as these shows get bigger and better. Rocky was kind enough to invite me, and I had to politely decline because of what we've seen in the past, JT. And, and, and you know and I know we've been to a lot of these shows where uh, sometimes we look at each other and we're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Am I right? Right. And... and yeah, and, and it gets tough, and you and I go back and forth in private messages mm-hmm. about this. Um, you know, and everybody I think that's listening to this show knows that I have uh, I have drawn much knowledge and guidance from you over the years, um, and we don't always agree. I think everybody probably knows that or could imagine that. Um, and so, yeah, you, you, you get a little gun-shy, so to speak, and you say, look, I don't know, but I think that... Um, you know, something like the Vape Summit, I think they could establish themselves and 
you know, it might be something you would uh, look to go to in the future again. Possibly. Uh, yeah, people po- could do that. Possibly, possibly in the future, yeah. But here's the problem that I have, JT. Um, and, and, and I've talked about this with Meg uh, when I was in London as well. The problem that I have is that when a show is advertising one thing, right? Yeah. And they do something else. And they use the advocacy to cover up what they're doing. I'll give you the perfect example. VaporCon okay. uh, in Richmond, which I missed again this year because my travel schedule is so heavy. So I have to cut back a little bit to spend some time with the kids. I wish I could go to VaporCon. Uh, I've been to two of them. VaporCon has always advertised that this is a meet. This is where we get together. We hang out. We have a good time. We party. We see some vape stuff. They have never misled the crowd and never try to use advocacy to justify their cause, for example. Um, vape right. stock in Florida was the same. I'm, I'm sad that it's not happening anymore. Vape stock was another meat that was that way. Uh, VCC has always maintained that this is a tobacco harm reduction event, and he has invested time into doing the best that he can with advocacy. When you have a show that is trying to justify by bringing some advocates there, and then everything that's going on the show goes against what these advocates are saying on stage with 50 people listening to him when there's 15,000 people getting giveaways, I have a problem with that. I have a huge problem with that. Right. So unless we can see... That turnaround and just call it what it is. Listen, hey guys, this is a big party. This is a big event. We're going to have chicks. We're going to have a party. You know, this is not meant to draw smokers in. Don't fool yourselves. Um, We're not. Why can't you just say that? There's nothing wrong with that. And then people wouldn't say, I saw a comment today on Facebook that said, oh, well, I don't see any smokers lining up to go into this place. And they're right. Exactly. And, you know, that's become very. Uh, ingrained with my, I don't know, mission or whatever. And, and it became clear to me. And there's things you have taught me and there are things that I, and you've let, I just have to go on the road and I have to see these things for myself. And you know that, you understand that. You don't hold them against me. You might give me some shit about it, but you let me learn my lesson. If you were my friend, um, I wouldn't tell you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but it, it, we just, I realized during this convention season that, you know, we just really are not attracting um, these smokers. We're internalizing a bit with the majority of them. You know, we're putting up walls, and, uh, you know, it's a vapors-only type event. Right. Um, and I get it. Like you said, you know, let's, that's what it is. We're adults. Sure. We're allowed to gather. We're allowed to party. We're allowed to have cocktails. We're allowed to vape. Um, but just, you know, the ones excite me where, you know, we're going to be allowed to bring this sponsor a smoker thing. Absolutely. And I'm going to try to, to be a little part of that change. I heard it, gone uh, by you. All right. Let's let's transition into that. Uh, personally, I gave up my, my travel arrangements to Oklahoma uh, to John Denver uh, for, for sponsor a smoker. Because I, I mean, to me, you know, I just don't get, I mean, just to get a, you know, a free flight and a hotel accommodations to come to a meet is useless unless, unless I, Unless I can feel that I'm going to contribute to the event, if they want me to host right. an advocacy panel, if they want me to do something with their state, I would be more than. To me, that's contributing to the event. So I told Kevin, I said, I don't want you to fly me out. I'll have my company fly me out, but I want you to give my flight to John Denver to come out there and host, sponsor, and smoke or something that I truly believe in. 
So yeah, that's so great. And I, and I got to tell you, for the people not listening, um, John Denver has been a friend of mine since I started vaping, um, a big inspiration. And he is just not the kind of guy that wants, has time, or desires any sort of spotlight, right? Um, and not that we do, but Demi, you enjoy dealing with the public. I enjoy dealing with the public. Yep. But he has just seen an opportunity to to really make a change. And I tell you, this sponsor a smoker thing would not happen if it was dependent on my extra time. Yeah. You know, I try to do as much as I can. Demi, you the same way. John Denver really stepped up and said, JT, let's do this. I need your help, but I'm going to offer my assistance and, and really handling the logistics of this thing. So, again, John Denver, thank you so much. I think he deserves, sure. you know, to get flown out and experience um, this event because he has really helped pull this thing off, and I just can't thank him enough for that. So uh, how far away uh, – I know that the, we talked about it with, uh, with uh, Meg last week on the show extensively on, on, uh, on the sponsor of Smoker. But let's talk a little bit about the progress because we – you know, you were on Russ's show. You kind of explained how the whole thing came together. Um, uh-huh. I'm more interested in knowing about the progress. I'm a numbers guy. Tell me a little bit of, uh, you know, how the program is going, what, where, what, what we have signed up so far, and what the response has been from the community. So – and I'm gonna um, I'm gonna reach out to him to see if he can uh, fill me in too. So basically, what we got is we reached out the uh, right off the bat, and uh, sorry, it's okay. We reached off right off the bat and collected some e liquid and some kits, and we're in that process right now where we're it's a little bit of growing pains. So we had smokers and we had volunteers sign up and something that John Denver was really good about and he really thought proactively. So when the smoker reaches out and and we finally make first contact, he then asked them to send a photocopy of their driver's license. Number one, to verify that we're not doing something illegal, right? That they are of legal age in their state. Sure. That's important to us. And second of all, just to, and it's not a hurdle. It's just a little bit of a commitment check. Look, because us sending you free stuff is not going to work unless you want this to work. Yeah. So this is just a way to say, look, this is going to take a little bit of effort on your part, but we are going to help. And we're kind of seeing some of the people um, not following through. Mm-hmm. And then we're seeing some others, unfortunately, um, you know, they reach out for this, and, and then upon checking it out, it, they're the people that play contests 24 hours a day yeah, yeah. Or, or post a lot of pictures of devices. Oh, it's not so a mech mod with a dripper? I don't want it. <laughs> it, it exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of tough. We're, you know, we had one, and not to harp on the negative, but one just requests uh, something over 150 watts for his beginner device, and we had to just explain that's not really what we're doing here. Um, but we understand that you've had success with that barring it from your friend, but that's just not our model. Right. So we're really, we stopped, we've got a first round, I think of about 75 smokers and their kits are out 
are either being shipped out this by this Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're waiting. We're going to pause and let this first wave really start giving us feedback. Um, something like this is going to grow in different directions on its own. Yeah. And we want to make sure and not get too ahead of ourselves and be able to respond as we see how this thing really goes. I think that's a great idea, JT, because you want to take your time and see if there's any errors, anywhere you can improve, anywhere you need to cut back. I think that's a great idea of slowing it down. I know, Meg, you signed up to be uh, uh, on the website, right? Yep, I did. So Meg and her area signed up to be one of these people that can help other people that are getting started. And I ordered my T-shirt, too, so Mm -hmm. I can kind of promote that a little bit around here. Nice. One of the hiccups we ran into is, and I think we're all aware of it to some degree, we were using a mail system, you know, to really collect these email addresses and link them up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we got shut down because we were promoting tobacco products. Right. And so we, we had a, a hiccup there, and so we went and uh, appealed the decision, and they drew it back, so we're back on track. Really, one of the things we want to let the volunteers know is that no news is good news for right now. If you submit a volunteer registration, um, you're in the system, we got it. We just don't have the time and manpower to physically respond Mm -hmm. and tell you, hey, we're good. But whenever we get a smoker in your area, we will absolutely contact you and give you a heads up that that we found somebody who needs your support. Well, Vapors want stuff to get done now, man. That's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, too, you guys, if you guys need help, just hit me up because I'm more than happy to help you guys out. Yeah, I mean, Meg's unemployed Thank anyway. You so Did much. you get a job, by the and way, Meg? I again, that. like Timmy said, we've got to stay, um, you know, we've got to see how this thing is going to grow and the, the best avenue to put our effort. We're very excited about going to BCC yeah. in Tulsa and what I'm really pushing for in the weeks leading up to that is reaching out to vapors in that area and encouraging them to break out of that vapor vision mindset. Yeah. Spend some time going to bars, bowling alleys, tobacco shops, places where smokers are. Yeah. You know, the vapors inside of this community, they probably know the events coming, they're all set. Mm-hmm. But we really need to fight to bring these smokers in. And we're going to have a table right up front at VCC Tulsa. We're not going to make these smokers enter this convention where they don't know friends and they don't know where they're at. We're going to catch them right up front and educate them and get them started and, of course, welcome them in. And I'm sure at times we'll either we'll, we'll give them a tour and kind of let them know what a convention is really all about. But we need to attract the smokers to this event. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I'm looking forward to VCC. I want to see how the sponsor of Smoker is going to go there. Uh, I know it's still in the in the new phases. And if it matches up yeah. really nice with the VCC, I'd like to see it continue that trend. I know it's impossible to do all these shows, but at least if we can pick out you know, five, six good events in different areas of the country every year, it's a good thing to get the viewers that might not be online to know about the program and participate in their area. And obviously, you know, if we can bring some smokers in, in a setting where we can get them something to start, they can walk around with somebody at an event, explain to them what they're seeing as well, too, because it's not very self-explanatory yeah. if you're just a smoker and you walk into yeah, one of these events. And DCC is, is a great event to bring these people to. Um, you know, it's 
it's not a wild and crazy event. There is a strong focus, like you said, and we all know, on tobacco harm reduction. Um, I, I can literally take these, and I can respond to these smokers individually. You know, I'm good at dealing with people and reading people. So I can even pick out which booth might be good to take these people by. Yeah. You know, this guy looks like he would mesh well with so-and-so. And, you know, that's something that I've just picked up being out, you know, on the road. So we're excited. We're not going to have a big fancy booth. It's probably going to be a plain white table mm-hmm. with me and JD sitting at it. So don't expect anything crazy. I ordered a stripper pole for you guys. Where are we going to put that? Right. Yeah. Um, in your room. In your hotel room. No, 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 no. Phil's no, not no. going with him this time, oh, right? Oh, Phil is going with me this time. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Definitely. I, we definitely don't need a stripper pole there. in that room. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. You know, He'll sh- bring his portable one for that know, show. Sh- Phil shaves his chest hair too, so that's gonna be ugh, just. Ugh, I'm uh, not, oh, oh man, sorry, I have to put that image in your head. But anyway, all right, JT, how everything else going well? Flawless, doing well for you? Everything's doing well. Um, you know, it, it's it's been a fun experience career-wise, and uh, I have been I have been really impressed with the the backup that my company has given me. They know what is important to me. They know what my focus is on. And while I can't change the world overnight, they are taking that into strong consideration and, uh, you know, not making me go out and do something that is against every fiber fiber of my being. That's good. It's a process like we talked about, yeah. but I really feel like I'm in a, um, a good place to make some change. I hope they listen to you. You're yeah. the right guy to listen to you because as a company, I like the guys. Obviously, you know, I mean, I think that they have some issues, but I think that they're working on it, and that's a good thing to hear. Yeah, I, I'm really happy. And, of course, you know, the guy that, you know, signs your paychecks, it's easy to say, but, you know, literally, and we've said this in private, they've had my back on a couple things that are very important to me, and, uh, you know, that says a lot to me, yeah. so I'm on board. Sounds good, JT. Anything else that you want to add before we let you go? That's it. Just uh, I love you, and I'll see you soon. Yeah, buddy. Can't and wait. Meg, I, uh, maybe one day I'll come over. I'll fly across the pond and get to hang out with oh, you. Oh, here. Next year. I'm here now. She's here now. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Yes. I'm in Montana that's now. Behind, I guess. Yes. I'm only like well, we'll, I don't know, six we'll or seven hours away together, from so. uh, suck my mod Matt up in Kalispell. Yeah, fantastic. I think we're the only like two. I need to come up there. The two vapors. Well, we'll get <laughs> we'll, we'll get Meg to one of these events and we'll all I hope so. together. Yeah, we'll have fun. Yeah, we'll do a live show at one of these. Things. Yes, that's what you need Hell to yeah. schedule yes. a, a yes. Fri- Thursday definitely. or Friday night event and let's all do one in the hotel together. I can. Yes, <laughs> I can definitely do that. No, no. <laughs> All right, JT, uh, have a good evening. Say hi yes, to your rock yes. because, Thank listen, so we always – Hey, uh, listen. Uh, I love you. Listen, we always talk about what we're doing, but we can't forget the women that are behind us that are supporting us to do that, and you need to really thank Taylor Absolutely. for allowing you to do that, and we thank her as well too. So, Yeah, she's been great. I, I travel a lot, and when I'm home, I'm on the phone all the time. So thank you, Taylor. She will, she'll hear this when she hears we talked about her. She loves you, Timmy. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it, JT. Have a great evening, brother. All right. We'll talk to you all later. Thank you. Have a, have a good night. Bye, JT. Uh, one, one thing that I wanted, I forgot to tell, uh, to, to mention when, when we're talking about these shows is 
uh, state advocacy. You know, yeah. I think that I, I see that there's money being raised for the AVA, and I think there's money being raised for not blowing smoke, and I see money being raised for the you know all these organizations. But in states, for example, Texas, Texas is needing money to pay for this lobbyist year round. They're having problems with a, with a state comptroller there. Uh, and I know that the, the, the chapter that's there with the lobbyists is, is struggling to raise funds. I would like to see these shows go into these states, especially the big shows, the ones that make a lot of money. I don't, I, you know, I mean, it says local vape meat, whatever. You know, it's a smaller meat. I get it. But some of these bigger meats, I would like to see them invest a little bit in the, in the state advocacy itself. Directly give a donation to the people that are hiring these lobbyists <laughs> in that particular state to allow that meat to continue. Because as we see with the state legislation, it's getting harder and harder. I mean, some states don't allow vaping like Jersey. Other states are having other requirements like in Arkansas and Indiana. It's going to make it harder for these for these uh, events to to continue unless we fund these lobbyists in every state that are fighting to keep the vaping product alive, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, I mean, that's I think that to me would be ideal, especially the ones that travel all the time in these big shows that are there. Speaking of being censored, uh, before we ring Fergus, I just want to bring this up. Uh, a billion lives. Let's uh, let's uh, let's hear what's happening with them, Meg. These guys are absolutely amazing. If anybody in chat doesn't know what they're doing, they're doing a massive documentary about all the corruption and the lies going on between governments, the big tobacco companies, and pharmaceutical companies. They've been advertising on Facebook off and on since they announced um, the documentary. I think it was sometime last year, and they haven't had any problems really because it's not about promoting a product, whether it be tobacco or vaping. It's about uncovering all of this corruption that's going on between the governments and the big tobacco companies that are trying to squash what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And Facebook has decided that they're going to ban their advertisements because they are being seen as promoting a tobacco product, including electronic cigarettes. So Facebook um, is basically lumping e-cigs in with tobacco products. And they've told a billion lives that it's a final decision. They're not going to you know, they're not going to change their mind. So we've been in support. Uh, there's a petition going on on change.org. I'm sure somebody in chat will have the link for that. I think in the first two hours, it got over 3,000 signatures. Wow. So that's a pretty big deal. Um, I've got pictures galore on my Facebook page and on my Twitter account that you can share and tweet to Facebook and, and scream and cry at them. But I, it's stupid. There's I see advertisements on Facebook for adult porn stores. And they allow that stuff, but they're not going to allow an advertisement for an actual film. Yeah. And this isn't something little. These guys are talking about being at Sundance. They're talking about premiering in Australia and all these different countries and trying to get them into the major cities here in the States. And so it's not it's not just some little backwater project that somebody's going to post on YouTube and say, oh, it's done. These guys. It's not going to be it's not going to be uh, we are vapors. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not going to be a we are vapors. Yep, it's definitely not going to be We Are Vapors. And these guys have been absolutely amazing. As far as I know, no one on the team at A Billion Lives Vapes, they've just been following, you know, vapors on Twitter and on social media and decided that this was something that they wanted to learn about. And they have become extremely passionate about it. So I definitely think if uh, anybody is out there and they want to support them, that they need to get on Facebook and Twitter and, and start hounding the powers that be. I did meet those guys in Paris. Well, I met Aaron. Uh, I met Aaron, and uh, I was supposed to meet them at UK Vape Fest, but we all know what happened there. Yeah, you got your ass kicked. Uh, <laughs> but but I met I met Aaron at uh, at in Paris uh, along with uh, um, Jillian. 
Uh, it was it was two o'clock in the morning, and we all been drinking at the bar. But <laughs> but I get to spend a little bit of time and talk to them, and uh, and I and I truly believe in what they're doing. Uh, this is completely ridiculous uh, by Facebook, and and it, I, not just Facebook. It, this happened uh, as well uh, in Long Island. Uh, Fluid Vapor, my good friend Rob over there that runs Fluid Vapor. He uh, he created an ad for his store, and uh, the channel there did not want to run his ad because they said that the vapor looked like smoking. I mean, the guy's like wanting to pay money to the station to run this ad, and they were not. Uh, fi- finally, you know, after attorneys and all that kind of stuff, I think they allowed him to do that now, or they had to take out some content. But mm. any kind of censorship when it comes to a product that's going to save a billion lives, right? It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's just completely, completely out of control. So I, I just don't. I, I mean, it's it's just pissing me off. To me, um, it's making me wonder. I want to look at some of Facebook's uh, contributors, their financial contributors and, sure. and who they have big advertisements with. I do know, I have seen Nicorette stuff advertised. Sure, absolutely, all the time. So I'm wondering if the people on their board, um, if whether they're getting kickbacks or not, who knows, but whether or not that, that, that financial um, is influencing their decision on keeping this out. Because it's it's ridiculous that they've been doing this for almost a year and now all of a sudden they're banning their ads. Yeah. Their money's not good enough all of a sudden? I don't know. I mean, I think that the the money that, that maybe these companies are spending, because Facebook is a multi-billion dollar corporation, so some of the money that some of these other companies might be spending with them might be uh, extremely outweighing the a billion lives money for advertising it's on it's Facebook. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's a numbers game. So they, if, if, if that's what they're doing and they're collecting this money, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for them to, um, to say no to that kind of money. And, uh, and, and uh, unfortunately... Facebook does what Facebook wants. It's a private company. I mean, we can we can petition, and you know, I don't sign online petitions, but anyway, that's just me. But it, it, we can petition. We can scream off. Talk, what we're going to say? We're going to leave Facebook? Fuck. We know the reality. Nobody's leaving Facebook. Everybody's hooked, uh, <laughs> which is sad for the state of our lives today. Yeah. I mean, everything revolves around Facebook, and 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 we're talking about creating a movement to touch people through Facebook. Yeah. Which is sad a reality that we can't just reach out to people and talk yeah. to them. And, and them even part of like Facebook's manifesto is the part about being open and connecting people with interests that are important to them. And now this is something that's really important to a lot of people that use Facebook who might not be on forums. They might not listen to the show. They might not read my blog, but they are on Facebook. And if they you know, happen to search a, a, a vape group, they're more likely to see the ad for A Billion Lives than anybody else yeah so it's it was a it was a tool that could reach people that we wouldn't have the opportunity to reach and now it's been completely stripped away from us absolutely let me bring this guy in here yay waiting patiently do we need a translator for him you shouldn't he speaks pretty (laughs) good scottish just kidding i know he does (laughs) (laughs) i know i know joining us now is mr fergus fergus can you hear us Hello. Hey. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice of you to join us this late in the morning on your side of the pond. I was up there, I mean. You're in Germany, right? I am, yes. Okay, so it's only yeah, it's only one o'clock in the morning. There, it's not too bad. You Germans don't. <laughs> I mean, they, they don't so everybody starts drinking beer now. So I've been I've been meaning to have you on. I think this is a really important uh, subject to talk about, uh, and I'm glad that we finally allocated some time to talk about. So. First of all, how did you become aware of the problem? I mean, are you a wiki, a Wikipedia fan? Do you use it often? How did you become aware of the issues that we're having on there as, as a community? Okay, um, I've been using Wikipedia on and off for quite a while. Uh, I'm a freelance 
freelance writer and I do a lot of research. Okay. So when I have to learn about something new, my first protocol is Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. What I do, obviously, is I find the Wikipedia article, scroll straight to the bottom, and look at all the references that they've cited for it. Mm-hmm. Because the problem with Wikipedia is, obviously, anyone can write it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter how crazy they are. Right. So what I tend to do is I use it to give me a list of references that I'll then go off and read. So I've been doing that for years, and occasionally I edit an article. Uh, sometimes I get quite caught up in editing an article, like I've edited a few about Northern Ireland, uh, various historical stuff. So, so. I, can, I mean, looking at these pages, obviously I can tell these issues, but one thing that I want you to explain is that Wikipedia is very user-controlled, um, correct? Yes, that's right. So uh, tell me a little bit the process of how these pages go up and how they can be edited and how can they, be, they contain the information. Okay. Anyone can edit it. That's how Wikipedia build themselves is the encyclopedia that anyone can edit. Mm-hmm. And that's technically true. You don't even need an account to edit most pages. Uh, you just learn a bit of Wikipedia Wiki markup language, which is actually quite simple. Mm-hmm. You find the article you want to edit, you click edit. And it's that simple. What happens if, is it's... If I it's can self- do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. It's self-policed by the users. So they have some rules about referencing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to add something to an article, it has to be properly sourced. You, you can't just write your opinion right. or something you got from a blog. You have to give sources for it. And they like to have academic sources. The rules are stricter for medical articles, and I'll come on to that in a bit. Yeah. Uh, so if someone's reading the article and sees a claim that isn't sourced or that they're suspicious about, they can put a citation needed tag on it or they can just delete it. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of self-controlling. And if somebody writes egregious bollocks, it's probably going to get deleted quite quickly. Uh, if there's a dispute, one person wants something in and someone else wants it out, then it goes to the top page. Other users chip in, they discuss it, they come to a consensus, and the article should stay at that consensus. It's all very political over there. By the way, do you have a time bomb? Is is you going to explode like in about 30 minutes? I just want to make sure you're okay. Hopefully not. It hasn't done so far. Okay, okay. It doesn't have a cuckoo either. (laughs) (laughs) Cuckoo. It doesn't have a cuckoo, Meg. All right, go ahead. Cuckoo. No. Who needs a cuckoo when you're a mega <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> Who needs a cuckoo when you're a vapor? Uh, go ahead, Fergus. So, that's the way it works, and it generally works quite well. You get disputes all the time, and Wikipedia has various places you can go with a dispute. It's all grown organically through the users. You, there's very few formal rules as such, mm-hmm. but users have agreed on guidelines over the years. Yeah. And uh, those have sort of become the way things are done. Uh, unfortunately, and I used this example on my blog when I talked about Wikipedia, and I'll give you the link to the article later. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been a member of a, a club or society that has a formal annual meeting, mm-hmm. you know what it's like. You're all sitting at the meeting discussing the club's business. You've heard about the accounts and... 
new members have stood up and introduced themselves and it's all coming to a close and everybody wants to go to the bar and there's a little cough from the back and some miserable little fart stands up mm-hmm. with a clipboard in his hand and says, if I could just draw your attention to point 73 from last year's annual meeting. <laughs> Wikipedia is run by people like that. Okay. 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 The yeah. sort of people that could start a fight in an empty room. They just love making up rules and then enforcing them to the letter. So the rules in Wikipedia can be enforced anally, let's say. Okay. <laughs> With or without sandpaper. Yeah, because the people who hey, have I'm, the time to I, spend... I'm Greek. Leave the butt jokes to me. Sorry. The, the people of the time to spend making up the rules are the sort of people that don't have anything else to do in their right. spare time, like have friends. So, you can imagine the sort of people they are. Uh, so I'm and the sort of people that appoint themselves to police the rules are even worse. I got you. I got you. Kind of like uh, maybe a Reddit type uh, situation, but not so brutal. Um, so, obviously, looking at these pages, I, I mean, I can. Pr- clearly see that there's issues with these pages and we're talking about four pages in particular that's yes. uh, wikipedia electronic cigarette wikipedia safety of electronic cigarettes uh wikipedia electronic cigarette aerosol and wikipedia vape shop so oh, God, the vape shop when i freaking hate that one yeah the, the, yeah the, there's there's i mean and, and meg i'll let you point out some of the stuff that they're saying let's, let's go ahead and let's talk about the vape shop since you brought it up some of the stuff yeah. that you see inside there that is that's really brutal well, some of the vape shop ones, Fergus actually drew, drew my attention to it. So I created an account and I went to um, go and start to edit some of the stuff out of it that was irrelevant. Um, a lot of the stuff that they were talking, they were talking about Sigalikes being sold in tobacco shops. Mm-hmm. A tobacco shop and a Sigalike really doesn't have that much to do with a vape shop. So I took the information out and immediately it was reverted. And then I would take it out again and I tell them that it's irrelevant to the topic, which is about vape shops. And they'd go back through and they'd re-add it back in again and then it ended up in what they call the top page. And so then you sit there and you have to like argue your point with these people and tell them that this is not what the page is about so the information is irrelevant. Okay. And they would just they just keep changing it back and forth, back and forth all the time. I, um, I commented on the talk page. I said, I'm wondering why there's an insistent need to include that Sigalikes are mostly available at convenience stores when this is an article about vape shops. If this is an article is supposed to be about vape shops, as it is so titled, why is Quack Guru not allowing removal of this and other irrelevant information and then reinserting it? Mm-hmm. And he, his argument for it was that it's relevant to the topic because he, our readers would like to know where e-cigarettes are also available. Well, then you go to a convenience shop wiki page and you talk about e-cigs being available at the shop, the shop right, there because... Right. Vape shops are not convenience stores. Mm-hmm. That was one of my biggest ones. I think that's the one that I worked on a little bit, and then there was another one that I touched on a couple other yeah. times. But they, oh, the other one that we talked about, do you remember this one, Fergus, was when um, Public Health England came out with their, their new yes. stamps on it. You talk about that one because you know that, about that one better than I do. I'll let you discuss the specific issues in Wikipedia. What I'll say right now is that on the main ESEG article, the Public Health England report is cited as a reference once. You know, the biggest, most recent, most thorough review of electronic cigarettes ever done Mm -hmm. is mentioned once. 
Yeah. And the I think that was the based on Glantz on Lauren Dutra is referenced 27 times. Wow. Yeah. And, see, and it, they it, and they say that they're not biased. And this is great. This is great that you bring up Stanton Glantz in particular because we said that the perception of the public towards vaping has shifted in the last couple of years. And uh, people, uh, you know, a couple of years ago where we had a high number believing that e-cigs are less harmful than traditional tobacco. Now that number has dwindled. It's down down to 37 percent, I think Dr. Pelosa said in his last uh, research. 37% of the people believe that e-cigs are just uh, are less harmful. That means that 60% of the people believe they're just as harmful as traditional tobacco. And oh, well. this is a perfect example why. When you have 27 references uh, by the number one opponent of electronic cigarettes, uh, douchebag glance, uh, and you have only one reference for the, the, the biggest study that's done on, on electronic cigarettes inside, it's clearly to see that we're losing that fight. Again, of the perception. As an aside, they'll say that I also edited Glancy's article on Wikipedia. Yeah. He does have his own article, and it talked about all his experience and what he's done and so on. It didn't mention what his degrees are in. Mm -hmm. Now, I pulled up Glancy's CV, his resume, mm -hmm. and I used that as a reference to put in what his degrees were in, which are aeronautical engineering mechanics and engineering and economic systems not medicine you missed the biggest degree that he has and that is he motherfucking get millions from the fda to do bullshit studies that's that has to be a, his best profession in the world he's brilliant yeah. but the thing is glancy's fanboys tried to take out the evidence or trying to take out any references to his education really he said Which it was be allowed on his page it is relevant to him because it's yeah, about the, the guys uh, uh, He's a professor in the cardiology faculty of America's leading medical university. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he doesn't have a medical degree isn't fucking relevant. Right. Hang and on. It should be. Of course it is. It's in the article now because it's stuck finally. But they didn't want that in the thingy. No, they didn't. The other thing, too, is with the positions of the medical organizations is when the PHE came out, um, I had gone in and I removed the National Health Service one because the National Health Service is ran by Public Health England. So mm -hmm. even though NHS had said back in 2014 that they're safer than conventional e-cigarettes, we don't know the long-term effects of vaping on the body, that portion that was referenced is no longer relevant when their governing body, their governing or organization, comes out and says that they're significantly less harmful and that vapors or smokers should start switching to vaping. Yeah. And... Because I went in and I had edited that, they had gone through and they ended up, um, we had a little bit of an argument there about it. And one of the guys was, you know, he was picking out the bad parts of the PHE report, but he wasn't fully reading the rest of them, like the rest of the statements. And it actually took somebody else that said to him, you know, if you read further, you'd find out that, you know, the PHE isn't saying that, you know, there's particulate matter or there's metals and this, that and right. the other thing. And finally, they, they switched it around. But what they did is they completely re-edited the entire article. So now that instead of PHE's uh, most recent report being at the very top of the page, it's now located in, like, Section 8 at the very bottom of the page. Mm -hmm. So they, they moved it further down to, so that it wasn't as noticeable because it was against what they want to tell people. Sure. 347-308-8329. Press 1 if you want to participate with any questions or comments. And, and, and a lot of the stuff that I've read through these pages, and I haven't read all of it, there's a lot of information on there, but some of it is clearly, uh, I, I, I don't know if it's misleading is the right word, 
For example, many chemicals, including carbonyl compounds, such as formaldehyde, can inadvertently be produced when the nichrome wire... Uh, I don't know if a nichrome is the right... I mean, <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense, but uh, that touches the e-liquid is heated and chemically reacts with the liquid. So, I mean, automatically somebody's reading this, uh, your average Joe is going to say, well... When the liquid touches the wire and it's heated, we get formaldehyde and carbonyl compounds. Right. You know, instead if of saying... the only source of information you had was this article, it's terrifying. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And mm-hmm. I, asked, I asked if any of them were vapors, and no, nobody would even answer me. So right. I'm assuming that all of them are mostly medical whatever, and they none of them vape. So none of them actually know how this right. product even works. And right. they're getting all their information. Obviously, like you, like Fergus said, Glance was mentioned 27 times in one article. Yeah. But where's Peloso? Where is Dr. Farsalinos' stuff? Where is, you know, uh, the smoking, what is it, smoking toolkit out of England? If you look at the talk page, they're now trying to get Farsalinos disqualified because he has conflicts of interest. Glance has conflicts of interest. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Farsalinos does. Clearly, Glance has been around for a very long time. Okay, so yeah. you know he, he he carries weight. In fact, I had the conversation about him with with uh, Clive Bates and Jeff Steyer when I was in Virginia, and they they clear these guys. I I well respect uh, and I listen to everything that they say, uh, and they both told me the same thing: uh, you will never get Glance to see it our way, never. No. So, uh, because uh, if, if Dr. F has uh, conflicts of interest, uh, Glance has $20 million worth of conflict of interest. I mean, that's a huge, <laughs> huge grant uh, that, that he stands to lose. And, and his ideology, of course, coming from tobacco control, has been that it's all evil and let's ban all evil. That's there. So, we're never going to change him. What we need to do is change the people around him. Right. And we need to change the people that we can reach to that are actually a little bit younger generation, somebody that we can connect to and explain the product. For him, we should just completely ignore him. I, I think ignoring him is probably the best the best avenue. But anyway, back to the back to the back to the Wikipedia. So, uh, looking through all these, uh, 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 how, you know, what what is what is something that we can do? What do you want to do with this to change what is happening right now? Oh, or before we get into that, tell me specifically what is. Because I see Wikipedia as something that younger generation is going to use, right? A little bit more techie people, a little bit more gadgety people. And right. if, if, like you said, if you're going based on the information that we're seeing here, uh, once they read this article, most likely they will not get to try this product. Okay, I have research from the UK which suggests that 64% of people think Wikipedia is reliable. That's more than think the BBC is reliable. And it's obviously, if it's 64% of people, it's not just young people, is it? No, Lots and lots of people Mm -hmm. actually trust this pile of fertilizer. Uh, And there's lots of good information in it. If you go, it it gives you a summary, and then you can use the references to verify that the summary is accurate. But people don't use it that way. No. They They just read it and take it as face value. And even if the facts are correct... Because the, there's very little in the ESIG article that's actually false. Mm-hmm. But the way it's presented, it's been very heavily and very deliberately slanted to be negative. Mm-hmm. And people are going to read it, and apart from the fact it's mostly written by Quack Guru, who's an imbecile. Yeah. Uh, a perfect example, under the safety of electronic cigarettes, the e-liquid has a low level of toxicity and contamination. I mean, you know, again, what levels are we talking about? That's something that Gregory Conley touched upon uh, in the Indiana uh, 
uh, testimony that he gave. It's it's the dosage uh, that's poison. It's not the the actual you know poison itself. So if you have very low levels of of toxicity in in a product, it's not going to give you the effects that something that has a lot of toxicity like a combustible cigarette is going to give you. But again, re- reading this, if I was saying this seed liquid has a low level of toxicity and contamination. I was like, oh, shit. Well, you know, oh, it's just like a cigarette. That's, that's what my, my – I'm trying to think of this as not a vapor. I'm trying to think of it as I was reading it yeah. itself. Yeah. So and it's, it's written to give that impression. Right. Uh, Quack Guru hates e-cigs. Mm-hmm. If you look at the article top page, he's actually trawling for more negative evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, comes up with, he, he reads a paper that says, what is it, pyroxins have been added yeah, cigarettes, and then says, "Okay, let's look in the future to see if they've been added to e-cigs as well." Mm-hmm. Uh, on occasion, he's more or less openly goaded people about how he's going to change the article and make it more negative. Yeah, the trouble is because e-cigs can theoretically have health effects, and they they count smoking cessation as a health effect. Wikipedia Project Medicine are insisting that it's a medical article. Now, Wikipedia Project Medicine is run by a Canadian doctor. Who's a tool? By the name of James Heilman. Uh, I got a one-month ban from Wikipedia once for calling him Zeke Heilman. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Because he's very authoritarian. Talking to him is like talking to a goat. You just can't reason with him. <laughs> he'll just he'll repeat himself over and over again and just ignore you until you lose your temper, in which case he'll ban you because he's an administrator yeah. until you give up and, and go away. Uh, Quack Guru is one of his sidekicks, and Doc protects Quack Guru every time he's at risk of being banned, mm-hmm. which he has been quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, there's so no... Does- th- yeah. There's no enthusiasm among the Wikipedia hierarchy to sort the fuck it out. No. And so the only way to do it is, obviously, I can't edit it all. Fergus can't edit it all. We I can't, can't expect- edit it at all because oh, I'm yeah. banned for life. Yeah, he's got a permanent ban. And so what Fergus and I did is we set up on my website, we actually have a private group. And it's funny that we're talking about it publicly now, but we have a private group so that they don't know that we're working with other people to say, okay, this is the article that needs to be edited. This is what's wrong. And, but here's a better piece of information to put in there. And so if we can get more people to actively work together to spot what something, what, what's wrong in one of the articles, then we can source better information that can be inserted in there. What I'll say is that we don't even need to work together. No, we don't even need it's to work together. Somebody can spot it and find the information themselves. Sure. The, the trouble is that Wikipedia works by consensus. You can discuss stuff in the top page, and if a majority of editors think it should be one way, then unless it actually violates any of the rules, that's the way it will end up. Mm-hmm. The trouble is, there's only a few people editing honestly about e mm-hmm. and they tend to either get banned or give up in disgust. Yeah. At the minute, there's about four or five, and they can be you know the, the medical goons can bring in a dozen people to just basically shout them down. Right. If there's fifty or a hundred people, they only have to make one edit a week each. You just log in once a week, make one edit, and then watch the top page for a couple of days, and 
if the edit gets reversed, go in and talk page and say, hey, why was this reversed? Mm-hmm. Rather than having a small hardcore of people making dozens of edits a day, gotcha. so if we have a bunch of people just edit once, twice a week, then we can just overwhelm them with numbers. So, so it's, it's not about let's attack one subject and let's, let's get 20 vapors to go and just bombard this. Yeah. That will have the negative. I can't believe that Wikipedia is turning into a Homeland episode, by the way. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it really feels like, I, like I'm living it now. But yeah. uh, As Meg said, I'm banned for life. That's, that's just like, I'd that's like intense. to take a minute to say how that came about. Sure, go ahead. As I said, I'm a freelance writer. I have done paid edits in Wikipedia in the past. That's not against the rules. Although, as of last summer, you have to declare when you've been paid to edit an article. But I was having a conversation with someone on their talk page, and I mentioned Meg's blog. One of the Wikipedia admins went and checked out Meg's blog, and they found a link to my Twitter account and followed it. And then they found my a link to my Elan's profile, yep. which was on my Twitter profile. They went and they trolled through all of the jobs that I'd done in Elan's until they found one where I'd been hired to write ESIG-related blog posts. Yep. And it didn't say blog posts. It just said you write positive articles about ESIGs. And Wikipedia admins accused me of having been paid to edit the ESIG articles on the basis of that, and they just wouldn't listen to any other version of it. Oh, my God. It's so stupid. It's absolutely crazy. Sounds like the NSA is following. <laughs> this is yeah. fucking bullshit. Yeah. Continue, continue. That's why I get banned for life, more or less. Actually, it probably didn't help that I told one of the admins to go fuck herself. Yeah, that does never help. No. <laughs> but but it's pretty, see- that's pretty intense, man. I'm telling you, for you to get banned for life... <laughs> that's that's pretty intense. So basically, you're saying like when people go to edit a, a document, saying "fuck the FDA" is not a good idea, right? No. I just want to clarify that because I do Unless have some have friends that like to do that. you have a source for it. <laughs> yeah. If, if you have a reputable source, you can say pretty much what uh, you like. Reddit? Can I quote Reddit? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, it was it was posted on the FDA website in the in the comment section, wasn't it? You could source yes. it there, and that would be perfectly fine to put into Wikipedia. Oh, so you could put "fuck the FDA," and I got it from a comment uploaded to the FDA website. Yes. Oh, it's interesting. That might be stretching a bit. What I will say though <laughs> is that we have great resources now with Farsalinus's work, the PHE report. There's a lot of positive research out there. It's just that it's not being represented in the Wikipedia articles. Right. And you figure the PHE did what? A hundred? They went through 180 plus different studies. Yes. There need to be 180 references, in my opinion, to all of the stuff that they're using. Because if you've got an article and you've got one reference to Farcelinos and 27 references to Glances, whoever's reading that is obviously going to take Glances' position. Yes. <clears throat> and if you look at the, the lead part of the article, you know, where is it? Uh, it's talking about e-cigarettes are probably safer than smoking. Huh. No. We know they're at least 95% safer than smoking. Right. From the biggest report ever written by the biggest health organization in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because PHE is in charge of the NHS, and the NHS is the world's largest health organization. Yep. 
This isn't, and this is what irritates me about it is like, especially over here, I've talked to a couple people and they're like, oh, well, it's Public Health England. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does matter because it is a massive, massive organization. It's extremely important to what is going on in the world's healthcare. Who said that, Meg? One of the admins said that or? No, this is just people in general that I've spoken to over here. They're like, oh, Public Health England, what does it matter? We're in the United States. Well, yeah, I've heard that one before. Yeah. Because the USA is famous for its comprehensive healthcare system. Yeah. $33 for a freaking prescription yesterday. Oh, my God. I was pissed. Was that your birth control pills? <laughs> no. Okay. Just, just checking. <laughs> that was a shot in my ass. I didn't have to pay for that one. So uh, what I find interesting, again, Fergus, here dealing with this this issue is uh, how did we miss the boat on this? I mean, for for online community, passionate online community that – generally responds to a lot of these. I mean, when we ask for people to comment on, on, on news articles, you see a, a great response. When we see, when we have put a call to action out, especially the on, we're talking about the passionate online, you know, doofuses like me and Meg. Uh, but how did we miss the boat on this? I don't know. I think the culture of Wikipedia just puts people off. Is it difficult? It, is. it can take a lot of staying power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you get for me, an endless argument by some idiot like Doc James, and I say arguing with a guy is incredibly frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, for me, like, let me interject here because for me, I did the entire wiki on Planet of the Vapes when I was with them two years ago, and it took me three months to do. I think we got up to like nine hundred pages, and I that for me was just practice. So I didn't. I had no idea how to write or how to edit a wiki, and I did the entire wiki page on POTV, and so. Editing the regular Wikipedia is not that difficult for me, but I don't understand some. They do have like some kind of HTML coding in there that is a little difficult. And I just go over to Fergus and say, okay, where do I put the code? And he gives me whatever it is that I need to put in there, and that's what I do. It's media up, and it's not actually all that difficult. No, it's not difficult. I mean, if you play around with it for a little while, you can understand what, what it's doing, especially if you're good at HTML or any kind of uh, web programming. Wikipedia is not hard at all. What I, what I've noticed is in in a lot of these these pages that you sent me is a lot of, uh, I see constantly the formaldehyde study being quoted here a lot mm-hmm. even though this is a study that's been debunked many times even the authors admitted uh, on on some wrongdoing on the way that they handle the equipment however it is quoted a lot We're talking about depending on the heating temperature the compounds may surpass the levels of cigarette smoke yeah. so, which is all rubbish. Yeah, which is an accurate statement when you're burning the coil, <laughs> but it, yeah. but but when you're using the device in real time use, we obviously know that that's not the case. Right, so, and if you try to go in there and remove that, somebody else is going to come along and say, no, it's relevant because it's a study and it's from here, blah 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 blah. And if you say, well, here's the statement from the you know the actual researchers that where they're distancing themselves and saying yeah. that you know, oh yeah, we kind of fucked up, yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. want to hear that. They want what's published in the NGM and or the NG, NEJM and whatever else you know. They want that article. They don't give a shit what the what the researchers said afterwards. Right, right. You yep. know, they don't care that Farcelino's contacted the people in whatever it was, Japan or China, when they did their ten times more formaldehyde than whatever and debunked it. Mm-hmm. They don't care about that. They want the actual the actual research, and and if the research says something different, that's all they're worried about. Yeah. They want whatever's negative, basically, because if, again, read the talk page, read the archives in the talk page. The angle that several people are coming from. The worst culprits are Quack Guru, Cloud JPK, and CFCF. And CFCF's just a medical student. Yeah. It's just some Swedish medical student. 
but he's a respected medical editor. The- Edward Wolf just came up with a really good idea in chat. I don't know if you've seen that. He said, uh, simply create a breakout topic called formaldehyde controversy and link it inside the larger topics. I mean, that's something that we could do. I, th- I think that's a that's a good uh, I think that's a good way to approach this. I mean, that's actually a very good idea. Uh, creating other topics that are linkable within or editable, I should say, uh, in 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 uh, wiki talk uh, within these articles where people can link off and go to the other article and discuss each topic individually. That would take some time, obviously, and 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 work. But I think that that's more realistic than than trying to fight with these and trying to edit and keep fighting them constantly to put your content on here. Yeah, right. the, the thing is, though, if we get a large enough group of people doing it, then... We'll have the consensus. We'll, yeah, we'll win by attrition. And quite good, we'll give up eventually. Uh, if every time he tries to revert something, a dozen or two dozen people say, no, no, hang on, look, here's the source, here's what it actually says... This is the latest information from a reliable source. You're wrong. Yeah. Once he's been beaten a dozen times, he'll give up. That's or one of the things that... the line and get banned. That's one of the things that happened on the uh, positions of the medical um, organizations is he got into an argument with me is he was trying to say that there was something in the Public Health England report and I was arguing with him. I kept telling him, no, that's not what it says. That is not what it says. And finally, he had to concede because that's not what the Public Health England report said. Mm-hmm. He will lie if he gets his way, and he cherry picks very effectively. He'll take half a sentence out of context. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the plan of attack here, and, 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 and this is, I guess, what, what, what I'm the reason why we wanted to have this episode is the plan of attack is that we, first of all, do we have. Is it allowed, or are other groups doing this on Wikipedia? Are we allowed to have uh, a forum, so to speak, or maybe a Facebook group, or maybe uh, something where we discuss our thoughts and ideas before we go and edit? That way, we're sure we, 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 we kind of double check that we're on the same page and we're doing yep. the right thing. Are you allowed to do that and then go edit a page on Wiki, or they, is that collusion or what I like to call in poker? <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that at all. I don't think there's any rule against it, but they would claim it was evidence of. An organized plot by e-cigarette industry advocates. Holy shit! Right, but that's why I do I do have the private group on my site. So you know, if anybody wants to sign up for it, they just have to log in, become a member on my website, and shoot me an email through my contact me page, and I can always add them to the group. And we have a form all set up, ready, ready to go, where Fergus will post something and say this needs to be edited. And most of the time, I go in and edit it. Or we've got a couple other people that do it too. Yeah. Yeah, but we need dozens of people. Uh, the, the thing is, Quack Guru, he's, he's been banned for a month at a time before for various things. Mm-hmm. Mostly for aggressive editing. Yeah, you can, as uh, as Edward said again in the forum, he acts like he owns the pages. Mm-hmm. And that's been raised at the administrator's notice board at the arbitration committee and various places. That he acts like he owns the articles and he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, he will sooner or later either give up or completely cross a line to the point where his friends can't protect him anymore. Gotcha. So uh, we need to do this properly and we need to do this uh, methodically and we need to take our time and make sure that we're doing the right thing. And uh, and that's where the guidance from you guys that have used this website is is uh, highly needed. Uh, I, I have seen the other side where we say, oh, we're going to do this and actually we're counterproductive to our efforts as well too. So we want to make sure we're taking the right steps here. 
Yeah, we're trying. We, I haven't had much time with the move and stuff. Right mm-hmm. before I left England, I had edited quite a bit, but since I've been back, I've just now started getting back into the groove of things and finding my my peace. So, I mean, if anybody, if anybody in chat wants to do it or they know somebody who's interested in editing the wiki, just shoot me an email and I'll get you set up on my website and, yeah, and get you involved in the, the forum. Yeah, chat too as well too, and we'll put in the replay notes as well too, uh, Meg, just to try to co- at least collectively start somewhere. I'm I'm always weary about going and stuff like this if I don't if I'm not 100% sure what I'm what I'm doing to to make sure that I'm going to be effective number one and and I'm doing the right thing because I don't want a global ban <laughs> like Fergus. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, I actually have six separate Wikipedia accounts. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Which please, is also against the rules. Please don't but, tell them what they are, so, yeah. <laughs> so they won't be looking after you. But uh, well, they can't. They can't figure out about me because my IP address has shown up in several different places in the UK, and now when I log into it, it's going to show up in the states. So they're going to be like, "What the hell is going on?" She's an international e six spy. <laughs> I'm an e six spy. She's the double o seven of the vape pens. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, I need my little sports car and my hot guys to ride around with. <laughs> uh, we'll give you Eric. Yeah. So we can coordinate through Meg's site what needs to go, what needs to be added. Yes. But, you know, there's nothing to stop people just going in and changing the wording. Not significantly, but rewording things so they look a bit better. So as, as I'm looking at the page here, uh, Fergus, I can just go uh, to edit, correct? Yes. Yep. I can go to the edit page, and then I can add my little note, and I'm going to say, uh, say uh, that the formaldehyde uh, does exist, but when used uh, improperly or the device burns the coal. And then I cite my source, which would be either a study that Dr. F did that showed what they did was wrong mm-hmm. uh, or, or something that's to that subject particularly, and just cite my source in there, and I'm done. Yes. Yep, that's the, it. The issue with the actual e-cigarette article is that it's it's – Restricted to auto-confirmed users. So your account needs to be four days old and have made ten edits. Okay. And then you'll be auto-confirmed. It's to stop drive-by editing. Right. Right. And so, and see, what I did with something like that is I signed up for my account and I went and edited, like, the Billings Montana page. Mm-hmm. I, I, they said something like the Crow Reservation was south east of Billings, Montana. So I just went in and I edited and said that the Crow Reservation was exactly 42 miles southeast off Interstate 90. Mm-hmm. And that was simple enough. Saved it and it's not been reverted, so... Yeah. You do stuff like that. You go and edit a little bit here and there on a page that you... that you Like an interest that you like. And even if it's just changing a sentence around or changing a couple words... Yeah. Just minor edits will do. Changing... You know, fixing spelling mistakes. Which there's on, uh, loads of in Wikipedia. Spelling, grammar, and punctuation are bloody awful. Let me see if they so have you can fix a few of those, and that'll get you your 10 edits to auto-confirm you. Let me see yeah. if they have anything from midget porn here. <laughs> they probably I'm do. I'm just kidding. An overlooked topic. So, uh, we're, so basically, uh, Fergus, uh, and, and I certainly appreciate all the time that you've, that you've put into this, and it looks like you've done a lot reading your blog. And, and you're very, very passionate about it. I'm still shocked that we and, – and I know Jim, uh, James Martin is in from Inside Vaping here. Maybe he can bring some attention to this on his show as well. Um, I'm shocked that we have not brought this into more light, to be honest with you. And I, I, mean, I, I apologize that it took me so long to bring you on. Uh, seeing how important and, no, and so it, it's been like that for a long time. Another couple of weeks, will not Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I know, I know. But to me, I find I it really, really important. To some extent, 
we are tech-savvy, sophisticated people in the main. Sure. So we just don't take Wikipedia very seriously. Sure. What we have to remember is that, you know, we're vapors. Most people aren't as smart as us. Right. That's a good point. And they can't tell how rubbish lots of Wikipedia is. Yes. Which is probably why we haven't taken it seriously. Because, you know, we look at things, who would? But the majority of people do. Two thirds of people trust it. Yeah, and it kind of falls along the same line of like the whole the whole getting smokers to switch to e-cigs thing. We kind of have lost our way with that and gone into the cloud chasing and the sub-ohm culture. And it's mm. kind of the same thing with the wiki. People that aren't into Wikipedia or as knowledgeable as they should be just look at it and take it at face value. Or you've got people like us and we're just like, oh, God, that is just so much crap. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I mean, I'm so busy and I was trying to maintain and keep up and, you know, and follow my feeds and all that and try to share the information that I never really paid attention to it. Uh, and I should, because, like I said, reading through some of these some some of these uh, these statements, they're they're just presented the wrong way. They're not, as you said, um, fake. They're just yeah. mis misrepresented. I mean, it, yeah. that's, that's lots of stuff that's taken out of context. Uh, yes. The other thing is, of course, like again, we're all vapors. Why would we look up the Wikipedia article and sure. say? We good already point. know about e cigs We don't need to fucking look them up in Wiki. Good point, good point. Which is why most of us probably haven't noticed how shit it is. Well, hopefully we'll bring some light to this and continue to bring some more light. They can follow Fergus on Twitter. That is at Twitter, uh, at FergusMason1. What happened to Fergus Mason? Did he get banned too, globally? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been banned off Twitter, but the, the username was taken for some reason. I can't remember. It might have been uh, the quack doctor. <laughs> Gotta look into that. I think he. I think he ended up um, blocking me on Twitter because I was harassing him so much about his crappy editing skills. He won't be the first, and he won't be the last. No, Ain't no doubt about that. Join the block group. <laughs> We've got plenty of those. Things for a doctor, he can't write what the fuck. I mean, I know he's Canadian, but still. Uh, all right, uh, Fergus. Anything else that you want to add before we let you go? No, I think that's probably it. But uh, yeah, sign up in Meg's site. And your blog is fergusmason.com, right? Yes. That's uh, that. I blog on there. I also do business through there. So if you ever need anything written, my rates are very reasonable. My re- writing skills are horrible. So I might look you up in the future. Hire Fergus. As, <laughs> I was going to hire you first. I was going to give <laughs> my, my bay. I was going to give my bay the first, first crack. <laughs> that would be good. That would be really good because I need to work. Does anybody know what this Quack Doctor's Twitter account is? Uh, they're asking in the chat. Wiki. Um, yeah, Wiki. Doc James. I'll put it in the chat yeah, real quick. Put it, in, put it in chat. So I'm sure uh, they want to hear from some of our Twitter friends as well too, and expand his block list. FergusMason.com. Read his blog post specifically on the Wiki page, Wikipedia page concerning electronic cigarettes. You're going to get a lot of information from there and join the fight. Let's turn this thing around. Let's quote some studies that people can read and make their own determination of e-cigs are less harmful. Fergus, thank you so much for coming on, my friend. No problem. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. Have a great night. Bye, Fergus. Okay. Bye-bye. Twitter, Fergus Mason 1. Yes, 1. He's the only one. Yeah. I was looking at that when when he uh, retweeted me earlier. I was like, hmm, did he get banned? (laughs) 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 
good job, good job. I'm glad we brought this to light, uh, Meg. It was. Um, I'm glad too. It was. It was uh, certainly uh, uh, enlightening for me. I had absolutely no idea. Yeah, and- I will. Fergus and I have talked about it quite a bit over the last year, and it. I hate editing wikis. Yeah. So it's easier for him. It's easier for me when he tells me what needs to be edited, and then I can go and just get it done. And it takes me all of two seconds. That's why we set up the forum. It just makes it that much easier because somebody can point it out. Somebody else can go right in, get it done, and there. There you go. Uh, You saw the new uh, Radius by Proveri, haven't you? I haven't. Uh, Box mod, uh, finally by by Provape, and I think they're trying to react a little bit to the market. For those that are new vapers or haven't been around, which I, I highly doubt you listen to the show, but uh, uh, ProVape Pro is, is one of the oldest electronic cigarette uh, companies here in the United States producing devices uh, here. They were known as the gold standard at some point on uh, regulated devices. Uh, I remember uh, one of the first devices that I bought, uh, Mrs. Vaping Greek, was the ProVape 1, which was a mm-hmm. 14, uh, 500 battery mechanical, semi-mechanical mod. And uh, and I remember the day that on Father's Day, uh, I bu- uh, she bought me my first Proveri. I was so excited, uh, and I was able to fire my three ohm Bocardos at at uh, at some really <laughs> nice voltages. Um, and and truth be told, over the years, uh, Proveri has has been known to be a very solid and uh, in my opinion, one of the smoothest hitting devices that are out there because of the filter that they're using, which is an expensive piece. Right. Uh, and and they've been a little, uh, you know a little bit pricey over the years. Even though uh, now at this stage of the game, their devices are just very very difficult to sell simply because they don't fire a lot of the, um, a lot of the tanks that are on the market. I think point seven is the limit on the P three right now, and uh, we're seeing all these tanks come out of China at point five, uh, which are uh, it's you know it's, it pisses me off, but whatever it is what it is. Um, so now they're transitioning into a box mod, trying to react into the market. It's a really nice looking piece. Uh, I think it's got a uh, it's got a really slick design, uh, and it has the P3 connector on top, the the very co- co- proprietary connection, and it has an adapter that you make into a 510 connection. Specs mm-hmm. so far, from what we understand, is 40 watts uh, and no temperature control. So. It, See, they always seem a little bit well I can't say a little bit they always seem really far behind the game I agree but I can understand why because they do make a good product I was lucky enough to have a Proveri when I was in the UK and I absolutely loved it and I was gutted that I traded it yeah, but yeah. and it's still kicking it's still moving sure. around the UK somewhere it's you know well, that's and one of the things about these like devices. A three-year-old device. Yeah, I mean they they rarely break, and when they break, they have a great customer service, and they exchange yep. everything, they fix everything. But I've I've, I've got four or five providers, and never had any issues with them whatsoever. Um, but as you said, are they late to the game, or they're taking their time? And I've met the guys personally; I've talked to them multiple times, and uh, they seem very educated, and they seem very passionate about the, what they do, and they have one goal in mind, and that is safety. And right. You know, I can't criticize what they're doing when, you know, a month ago I had a rant on on devices that are coming out of China and we, the consumers, are beta testers. You know, I mean, you have all these devices and all these tanks and all these products that are coming out of China that they nobody's really tested. Uh, And we're seeing issues now with the ice sticks blowing up and the chargers and this and that, whatever it is. Um, You have to give them credit that they really put a lot of R&D into their product and they want to make sure that safety is their number one concern. 
And yeah. talking to them, I truly believe that is the case. In fact, one of their engineers told me that if they ever, um, I think it was their battery engineer. I don't remember the guy's name, but it was brilliant guy. I mean, these are all guys, engineers, you know, I mean, just, just really smart people, very, way smarter than me. But he told me that if, if they changed the direction, he would quit the company because he believes safety, when you press that button, safety should be the number one priority, then the vape. Yeah. And I, f- and I found that really interesting. So well, in all the years that I've been vaping, I have never heard of a Proveri sure. venting or having like a catastrophic meltdown right. ever. I've heard of little things, you know, like the connector or whatever, you ruin the threads or the the LCD on the, on the screen goes a little funny, but yeah. nothing, I've never heard anybody getting hurt or having a bad experience sure. physically sure. with the device. Sure. And, and, and uh, Jay, Jay in the chat puts a, uh, something that I was going to touch on. Evolve went from a 40-watt device to a 200-watt device, which I think is silly. You know, you need to go in between those steps. I think that Evolve needs a 60-watt chip or an 80-watt chip in the market. Yeah. I think it would do very well. And if it's priced right, well, we can get these devices at 100 bucks, and not 250 or whatever they're selling for now. Right. Right? So we have the one extreme from there, from 40 watts to 200 watts. And now we have uh, ProVape that's going from 20 watts to, you know, 40 watts. So they're making that leap, and they're making it conservatively. And they, they, they feel that with a sale, they provide a battery with the device, by the way. Um, they feel with a cell that they're selling the device, this is the safe waters that they can get out of this battery for longevity and for performance and everything everything that they believe in. I can't criticize them. I've seen a lot of comments on Facebook on their page when the video was posted uh, that, oh, 40 watts now, nobody uses 40 watts. It's bullshit. You know, I mean, the majority of people don't, I'm going to say 80% of the people don't go over 20 watts. You might. I'm roughly around 23, 24. So you, you you see your your circle of vapors, but you're not seeing the reality of the market. And the reality of the market is that 40 watts is more than enough for the majority of the people. Is it for the enthusiast? No. But the enthusiast is not going to buy this device, even though I got to say I'm, I'm going to get one. But <laughs> but the majority of the enthusiasts don't need this device. This device is not catering to you. No. So why attack it? You know, that's the one thing that I want to put about the radius. The second thing that I want to put about the radius is that here you have a company that is trying to stay afloat. Let's face it. I mean, the the Proveri, the, the, the tube mod, this, the style is just... Everybody's kind of transitioning into box mods. With the yeah. with the ice stick coming on the market as a starter kit with an Nautilus tank at a very good price... Everybody's kind of transitioning into that, and usually from the ice stick, they're going something bigger and continue that box mod fashion that they're used to. But I think that as a company, you have to keep up with temperature control. Yeah. I can't see now at this stage of the game why you do not offer temperature control in your device. If if what you're saying is that I want to help smokers quit i want to help tobacco harm because that's what they said in the video we want to provide the safest device that is out there to the smokers why not offer temperature control which can prevent a dry hit to a new smoker doesn't make any sense to me and at the rate that they're going they won't come out with temperature control for another two or three years it's true true and by that time who knows what we're going to be vaping Oh, yeah, it's probably going to be banned. But if it's, if, it's, <laughs> if it doesn't get banned, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> 
fingers crossed, FDA, uh, we love you. We might be vaping on <laughs> copper wires by then. Who knows? But um, right? but if it doesn't get banned, it would it would make sense if they do transition into temperature control in two to three years. They're not. There's not going to be a market for them because right. we've got all this shit coming out of China for cheap. Right. Right. And and Ed 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 again puts in a really good point. My spinner goes to 11 watts, and that's temperature control because he knows that 11 watts, um, you know, he's not he's not going to burn anything. That's, that's definitely definitely temperature control. But um, it's it's a safety concern. Avoiding burnt hits would make sense. Yeah. To me, avoiding if you if that's what you're geared to. One of the comments that I heard, and I don't know if this is accurate or not. I heard it through a third party, but it's a very reliable source is that one of the reasons why they're not putting it out there is because they just don't feel uh, that the safety of nickel or you know temperature control has been proven. If that's the case, what have you done as a company to prove to me that the candle is safe? You know, I mean, you have to be fair when you're when you when yeah. you're making statements like that, you're basically saying that hey, I believe that candle is the safest. And where's and, your evidence for it? Where's your evidence for it? Exactly. So, you know, I always try to be fair and honest when it comes to these things. And I like the company and I've always liked their products. Uh, but, man, temperature control is the future when it comes to vaping. And in my opinion, it could be a regulatory requirement at some point. I'm not saying it is, but I've but attended enough be. conferences that, that I've, I've heard this being brought up over and over and over again. <laughs> so if it is a regulatory, what have you done as a company to get your company set up for that? Uh, so... Those are the two things that bother me about it. Now, the good things, like I said, I think 40 watts is plenty for everybody. If you're using a Proveri P3 now or even a version 2.5 or, hell, even a version 1, most likely you don't care. So you're going to buy it, right? Because you're happy with that wattage. 40 watts is probably too much for you. So the customer base is there for you. But if you want to expand into the other market, you pretty much bashing. I also heard this being tossed around. I don't know how it's true that it was said that their device gives a true 40 watts and not a fake Chinese 40 watts. <laughs> so <laughs> now I'm not going to disagree. There's some bad chips out of China, but there's, oh, a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of good devices out of China at 40 watts as well, too, that perform very, very well for $60, $70. Now, right? is Phil going to get this and is he going to hook it up to all his gadgetry? I'm and- sure he will. I'm sure he will. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm. I'm sure he's going to put it on, and I'm sure the device performs well. I have no reason to believe that they have not tested everything before they release this thing, right? Because that's the way the company is. They do things right. They put a safe device, accurate device, smooth device. The bug filter that they're using is fantastic. Somebody had told me one time when the lava tube came out. Uh, I think it was the lava tube. If you put the lava tube, if you blindfold it and you put the lava tube at six volts, I think we we're doing at the time with a three ohm cardo, and the the Prevary at six volts, are you gonna are you gonna be able? You're not gonna be able to tell the difference. Bullshit. You can tell the drag. You can tell the you hit between the two devices. Yeah, uh, I I still God. Actually, I think well, I said that on the vape team show sometime or just just you know a while ago, and somebody said I'm crazy. But the truth is that you can tell the the, the filter that they're using the draw smoother. Yeah. Because so, I had my lava tube and my Proveri at the same time, mm-hmm. and I would pick up my Proveri over my lava tube every day. Yeah, sure. So quality is there. Durability. Somebody said they put they, they ran uh, the, over a, with a golf cart, and still, yeah, durability is there. Absolutely, uh, U.S. made. Uh, you know, supporting jobs here. I'm all for it. 
But be fair on, again, when you're promoting your product, you know, don't try to bash the other products that are out there or say that the other ones are inadequate or they're not safe or even the way that we're vaping is not safe until you do your own testing and because you're basically becoming a Wikipedia afterwards. Oh, see how that fit in there? <laughs> back it up. You know, back up what you're saying or don't say it at all. Just say, this is what my company is doing. This is what ProVape is doing. This is what we're going to focus and we're going to continue to put out this product to make sure that we have the safest product out there for the market when it comes to electronics. I'm, I'm all for that. Shake your yes. hand and if you want to buy it, you definitely can buy it. If you don't, you don't. But I'll tell you what, it's a good looking device. Uh, I pre-ordered the blue, um, whatever they're calling, kryptonite or midnight blue, <laughs> whatever, whatever it's called. So yeah, I jumped on the Proveri bus, uh, obviously, because I'm a mod whore. Yes. Right? There you, you go, are. Jen. If it works for you, great. Whatever yep. works for you to keep you off cigarettes absolutely is the best. All right. What else did we miss? Did we leave everything out? Anything I out? think we got everything. That's good. And we're on you, time. You didn't do shout outs last week. Do you have any shout outs? Um, I want to give a shout out. Okay, to hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> on. Got to play the music. Hold on. All right. All right. All right. I want to give a shout out to my friend Jess who was a smoker when I got here, and she's a fully transitioned vapor now. What the and hell happened to that? What is, what is that? <laughs> Those are my dogs. Oh, I thought it was a wolf attacking you or something over there in Montana. I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> no, I've got two German Shepherds, and they're really, really big. All right, restart. Let's go on the shout-out. Go. <laughs> they're going nuts right now, and I don't know why. Yeah. Hang on. I'm going to have to go check on them. On? <laughs> I'll be right back. getting robbed? Oh, my God. Let me see what this is. Hold on a second. I'm dying with both of my balls attached. I don't give a fuck what happens, but that's how I'm dying. Yeah. At least we know how Dino is dying. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 13 watts, Jen. Hey, I, I hear you. That's exactly how my wife vapes. Uh, 1.8 ohm BVC coil head at 8.3 watts. She's been vaping for five years, for crying out loud. Five years. Got hundreds of devices behind me right now. She's vaping at 8.3 watts at a BBC colon and all his head. I talked to a gentleman out in California today that is one of the largest, if not the largest, distributors in uh, in, in eSig, wholesale distributors, Favorbeast, favorbeast.com. Uh, and uh, and we we're just talking about coils, like all these new coils that are coming out of China and trying to stock them and all that. And I asked him uh, just, a, just a funny question because we were talking about the direction of the industry. And I said, what did you sell most of to, uh, this month when it comes to coils? And you know what he told me? He told me his top selling coils was the ProTank coil. He sold thousands of those. And the second one was the BVC, the, the, the Nautilus coils. And then all the OCC coils and all the rest of the stuff came afterwards. And I said, what does that tell you? That tells you that the majority of people... That's the way that they vape, but we never see him because you're never going to see my wife take her little Nautilus and her eye stick and get on Facebook and do an eight second where she chests down and pulls on her Nautilus and blows out a cloud. You're never going to see that. <laughs> no, Am I right? Am I right? You're right. I'm right. So um, anyway, shout outs. Sorry about Are that. Are your dogs okay? <laughs> yeah, they were barking at the neighbor's dog. some Benadryl or something. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, are we going to do the music again or no? No, no, no. 
Okay, I wanted to give a shout out to my friend Jess, um, who has been an integral part of my transition back to living in the States again. She was a smoker when I got here, and she's now a full-on vapor. She hasn't had a cigarette in, I think, two weeks now. Yay. And so I wanted to give a shout out to her because I'm really proud of her for it. Russ is happy for her, too. Yeah! See? Yeah. See how happy he was? <laughs> well, shout out to you two weeks, and hopefully for the rest of your life, you will stay smoke-free, my friend Meg. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me again. Uh, this weekend, I will be in Orlando at the Orlando Vaping Convention. I'm flying down there Friday, hanging out with the guys, coming back Sunday. Sunday is my birthday. Yay, happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. So, I'll tell you again on Sunday, too. Thank you. I'll be back Sunday morning here to spend it with my family. Awesome. And uh, hopefully to go out to dinner, and uh, hopefully I will not kill Maria. By that, no. by that point, so, so <laughs> if it all works out. You'll good. have her back in about 10 years. Next week, next weekend, I will be in Irving, Texas at the American Vaping Convention. This is the first one that they're having. Pretty excited. A lot of advocacy going on there. So I definitely support the meets that support advocacy. And since this is the first event, I want to go out and hang out with them. And I always have a good time in Texas. I haven't been in a while. I get to see Jake. Oh, that's right. I'm yeah. je- Oh, I'm jealous. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. I want to go. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm so jealous because I want to go see Jake and Shannon. Shannon's down in Lubbock, Texas. She's not is very she? far from there. Is Shannon, Shannon, is she going to come to the uh, to the American Vaping Convention? I don't know. I shared it with her. Yeah, and you'd I, be I, so I, jealous if I selfied with Shannon. Oh my! I, I, huh? dude, I'd cry. <laughs> I'm going to cry right now. Well, I'm, I'm definitely getting a selfie. Jake. I'm definitely getting a selfie uh, with uh, with Jake. By the way, Jake, if you don't know, selfie is when you take the camera and you take a picture of yourself. Okay, I just want to make sure he understands. He's from the older generation. Maybe he doesn't get the whole selfie thing. Uh, but uh, and then uh, the week, then coming back from Irving, Texas, I only have one day here home, and I'm going to Washington D.C. to attend this uh, very important convention, a conference, one day conference. And then the following week, I'll be in Ohio. But I will be back next Wednesday night, and we're going to have another episode of Smoke Free Radio. Unlike Russ, we will be back next week, right? Yes, definitely. Thank you, Meg. Have a Thank you. Evening. Have a good night, everybody. All right, get some rest. Bye. Bye. All right, folks. Wrapping up the show uh, again. State advocacy extremely important now. Let's not shift our focus too much on federal. We're seeing a lot of issues uh, lately. Attorney generals. Look at what's happening in Massachusetts. You don't have to have legislation to drop to disrupt the innovation, disrupt the distribution of the product. I think it's extremely important. Once again. If you are a business owner in a state that you want to continue to do business in, please support your local advocacy groups. It's pretty simple. The state advocacy groups are going to fight for your state rights to continue to do business, whether it's a SFADA chapter, whether it's independent, whether it's a smoke-free association, whoever it is in that state, support them. And that starts with a financial contribution. Set aside a small percentage of your budget for government affairs. It's extremely important if you want to continue to do business in the state. Just like you pay your light bill, just like you pay your power bill, set a little budget aside. Just think about it this way. Take 10 cents out of every bottle of e-liquid that you sell and set it aside and contribute it into your state's advocacy fund. The only way you can have state advocacy is with money because money is what pays lobbyists and lobbyists are the ones that make law. Boom. Pretty simple. There's your equation. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you to my guest, Fergus Mason. 
uh, FergusMason.com, FergusMason1 on Twitter. And, of course, my man, JT, Jonathan, Vape Star Thomas for coming on. Sponsor a smoker on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter. I hope you have a lovely uh, rest of your evening. I will see you again next Wednesday night right here, 9 p.m. Eastern, with Smoke Free Radio. Keep on vaping. Unchain my heart.